Man, Anthony Davis is hurt again. The hottest teams in the league are both in New York, and Giannis says an all-international team would destroy the U.S. team. I'm Rosa Panda. This is a Clinic All-NBA podcast. I have the two hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? Feeling good, feeling great, ready for the holidays. How about you, you, and you? I'm good, man, and I'm ready too. Sammy, how you living, my friend? Having a holly jolly holiday, my friend. How are you? I'm doing good, man. And you know what? Argentina just won the World Cup. Lionel Messi finally gets the thing that he's always desired. And you know what? I'm going to spin this in a basketball way. I want to ask you guys, what is the NBA equivalent of Messi winning the World Cup this year? Ooh, I'm going to say Sammy Steph winning finals MVP last year, dude. Oh, oh redemption time going retro yeah so you're going right. with like all the accolades that like steph already had but he never reached that mvp status is that is that yeah nothing? he needed the one hardware to shut people up and now oh, messi man. has that hardware like steph i like that sammy what do you think man well, as much as the homer in me wants to say Paul George winning the NBA championship and destroying the playoff P narrative forever, which he already did, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> oh man, this is a tough one. Um, since we're going to talk about him later and he's been so loyal, why don't we say Dame winning the NBA title? I think that oh, would be universally man. praised. I don't think he'd get hated on at all from anybody. It would just be universally uh, lauded for doing that. You know, the, the one that I came up with was actually if AI was like in the twilight of his career and he was still like the number one dude and he got a title at the end. And for whatever reason, NBA championships were only played like four times a year. Or sorry, every four years, <laughs> which <laughs> it doesn't. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting to think about. But in the same spirit, we're going to talk about uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo here. He was on Serge Ibaka's show, How Hungry Are You? And he said that the top five international players would be the top five USA players. And this is the list he came up with. For USA, he has Steph, Clay, KD, LeBron, and Adebayo. And for international, he has Luca, Evan Fournier, himself, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jokic, and Joel Embiid. So with the, the current construction of what Giannis came up with, he said that they would destroy the USA team. Do you guys agree with him? There's two Warriors on that squad. Jay, you want to kick this off? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bold that you put Clay up yeah. there. I'm just going to yeah. say. A, a, former, a former third one as well. There's Katie. Yeah, There's Katie. I don't know. I, I think... Um, uh, Giannis kind of brain farted. He missed a couple of our, when I say our, uh, US's best players. You could probably, sorry Clay, you know you're my boy, but uh, I gotta do this, man. You could probably replace Clay with Tatum. Is that a fair trade, fellas? Yeah. I, I would have gone Tatum, or if it was pure, pure two guard, I would have considered Booker in that spot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Much I mean, I know that might give, give you some pain there, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. You can't. You can't argue with that. Um, you could have included John Morant. 
mm. in the US list. And um, I know you mentioned um, Devin Booker. How about Kawhi? <clears throat> Your boy. Is there load management? In- <laughs> 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 but JJ, JJ, in, in the spirit of the question, though, yeah. he already proposed the five, who he thinks is the best five on each side. Does does that international team whoop the USA team? You know what I'm gonna say, man. USA, USA. <laughs> no, we got. I'm gonna say this. Speed kills. Speed kills. Yeah. We're, we have better defense, all around better defense, and our guards, I think, are a lot better in a sense of what the chemistry with the best players could go around with. Like, Luka's more ball-dominant, Giannis is ball-dominant, and Beat is ball-dominant. But you could have Steph, Clay, KD, all work off the ball, and LeBron's one of the best passers in the game. USA, baby. <laughs> Sammy. Well, we on the international team, I'm kidding. Um, well, first of all, n- no disrespect intended here, but doesn't Evan yeah. Fournier kind of feel like the equivalent of Christian Leitner on the dream team in this scenario? <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. He's the added. He's added. He kind of. No, no offense, dude. I mean, I'm just saying you're not playing for the Knicks right now, last I checked. It's just weird that he's on this list. But, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know what? If Giannis has respect for him, then Giannis knows better than me. But... Yeah, in a, in the same comparison Jay made, um, I'm looking at where the advantages for the international team lie, and you got to figure first of all size, right? But the problem with that is, as skilled as Jokic is, and I've sung his praises on this podcast multiple times, size-wise, he's not really going to be able to take advantage of LeBron because of LeBron's athleticism, so it kind of negates that there. I would say the way these teams are constructed. Like you were saying, JJ, I think the American team will play better together because all mm-hmm. of those guys on some level know how to play without the ball. And defensively, that, that backcourt, Luca and Fournier, oh, that's that's a rough defensive backcourt. So let's yeah. go with the Americans minus two and a half on the opening line. Ooh, with the line. I, I love it. Yeah. I I completely agree with you guys um, with the caveat that they actually are playing full court and not half court. (laughs) If they're playing (laughs) half court, that international team would be dominant. But I want to ask you guys, so he he made up this list, right? JJ, you already gave a suggestion of who you would replace on the USA team. Sammy, I'm going to ask you now, is there anyone else that you would replace in in the top five that uh, Giannis came up with? So, you know what? It's funny you say that. I was trying to look because I remember a couple of players qualified for the Canadian team and I was trying to remember who they were. Um, is Anthony Edwards on that list? I believe he is. I want to say yes. So, again, no disrespect here, but if he does, you got to put him in the two spot in Fournier's place. That was the first one that popped in my head. He adds an element of athleticism to that team that I think would help a lot, especially because obviously Luke is amazing, but he could use a like a kind of a dynamic player in the backcourt with him. So that was the first player that I thought of. Outside you know, of that on that international it's not, team. 
We weren't talking about Anthony Edwards, by the way, because Anthony Edwards is actually from Atlanta. It was uh, it was SGA. Oh, there you go. Okay, I knew that there was a really young star guard out there that would fit that spot. So you can put SGA there and call him a one and a two. It doesn't really matter at this point. I think that's that's the player that I would probably slot in there. Um, on the American side, we talked about. I love Clay too, but he he's the most replaceable one of that starting five without a doubt and, and mm -hmm. you could pick Kawhi, tatum brown if you want to add another defensive player booker there, there's a lot of options there so i appreciate that Giannis probably came up with this list off the top of his head but there's definitely some interchangeable parts i think outside of fournier though for the international team in particular <laughs> i think that's the only yeah. spot in question those other four guys are staying on that team that would would sga move the needle for either one of you and we kept the inter the USA team the way it is. Yeah. With, with the international I, team, like, would you guys would you guys kind of lean towards the international team a little bit it, more? It would make it interesting, but I don't know, Steph and Steph, Katie, LeBron. I think you could put anyone next to those three, and they'll be so dominant. Like, I want to see Giannis win another championship to solidify his throne. Steph and LeBron have done it multiple times. Katie has done it multiple times. And the crazy irony of this for me, because this is obviously a, a fantasy scenario of this five on five, but I know, and forgive me, Evan I'm sorry. I, I know I keep talking about replacing him. <laughs> but the irony of that is if you take him out of there, there's a little, little bit of a lack of three point shooting on that international team. Yeah. As good as SGA is, there's a lot of shot creation and mm -hmm. there's a lot of great passing, but there's not necessarily a lot of shooting. So yeah. I, I do think that would affect them because, as you guys said, three of these guys played in the Warriors system. They know how to move without the ball. LeBron's as good a playmaker as we've seen since Magic. I mean, Autobio literally just has to sit under the rim and collect lobs and rebounds and that team just fits better together so it's ironic that Giannis put them together and said the international team would destroy the U.S. team and and of in a full full court game you have all team get gets out of breath easily with Luka Jokic and Embiid I'm all just team, saying all team breathe hard <laughs> yeah breathe hard well, less cigarettes in the locker room less, less cigarettes in the locker room <laughs> I just want to say that the international team, they are so dominant with bigs, dude. Like yes. with Giannis, mm -hmm. Jokic, and Embiid. And like the best one that we could come up with was Bam Adebayo. Um, no disrespect to Bam Adebayo, but he's not the MVP caliber player that these other international players are. And the thing, next year, this list is going to change because they also, the international team gets Scoot Henderson and they also get Victor Wembanyama. So this, inter this international um surge that we're getting in the nba is absolutely something to watch i think that's really the point that Giannis Antetokounmpo was trying to get across mm -hmm. but we're going to take this to some basketball news here some current news anthony davis man once again hurt and i don't know how he got hurt it's like he jumped up in the air and somehow tweaked his ankle when it didn't even look like it was tweaked but apparently he underwent an MRI on Saturday um, after leaving Friday night's victory over the visiting Denver Nuggets. And I guess he's still going to go for more tests. So we don't really know what's up here. What do you guys think of AD missing some time for the Lakers here? Oh, this is just bad news. This, this could have arguably been the season where he had a strong push for MVP. 
and he was putting up MVP numbers and carrying that Lakers squad that the three of us have really criticized, especially within the last two seasons. And it just sucks the injury when I did look at the highlight over and or low light, I should say, over and over again. It wasn't even from coming down. It was when he was jumping up and he got caught on Jokic's uh, leg from what it looked like. And yeah. it just, yeah. you know, it, it's just really bad. Um, with AD getting injured, it just comes back to the question that Laker fans have been asking, which is, do we trade for AD? And if we do trade for AD, my question to you three is, wouldn't the best time to trade him, will, like, isn't it now while his value is this high? Do you think that he could get any healthier? Because we've never seen him play like this. And he actually had a stint when where he's actually playing really good and being healthy. And boom, just like that, he's injured. The best ability is what? Availability. Availability. And Sammy, you know, kind of sucks that you could feel those words. You know, we, we feel those words too over here. And um, as Warrior fans, you feel it as Clipper fans and Laker fans. Ever since the championship, the injury wolves have not been well to them. So I don't know. I feel that they should keep their options open. They got to determine if they could win with AD or can they get some contributing piece to help out LeBron or I'm going to say it again and again. I haven't shifted my viewpoint on this. Trade Westbrook. Trade Westbrook. Yeah. Do it now. That You have LeBron and Westbrook taking over $80 million in cap. Is, is Westbrook providing you those numbers? Is he worth that return on investment? That's the question. Pretty, well, pretty high paid six, sixth man, <laughs> yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, collect that check, dude. But yeah, hey, S Sammy, go ahead. All right, all right, all right. Well, it's uh, it's kind of convenient that, that John had to miss this episode knowing we were going to talk about AD. I um, know, I know. I Shout kid. out to John. Shout I out. kid, I kid, sort of. Um, it, it's rough, man. I mean, this is the best we've seen him play. What, since their title year? Maybe even since his Pelicans days? This mm -hmm. last stretch of a month and a half? And I would have looked to trade him too. I do think this depresses his trade value a bit because for anyone who's interested in him, this is the reminder that he gets hurt all the time. It just it's going to hit you right. in the face again. You are a hater. I think. I'm just a realist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, was, that was John. By the way, John stepped into John, the pod real quick. Stop it. <laughs> so, you are a so it's just, I would listen. I would definitely take calls. I think right now, though, you see how the team does for whatever multiple weeks is that he's going to miss. They're 13 and 17 right now. And I think... If the game's not over yet, I think they're about to lose to Phoenix. So we're recording this on Monday night. I think you see where you're at in a few weeks. If you're back at like the 12 or the 13, then it's just time. You gotta let, get what you can get. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With Westbrook, I completely agree on trading him. 
as long as you don't take on money for players that you're not that interested in as long-term pieces. Like, not for taking on money for the sake of that, but I think most of us were still realistic that at best this team was a fringe playoff playing team. This is going to be a, a firm reminder that as of this year, Davis has been the best player on this team, as good as LeBron is. This this year, this version of Davis is the best player. So if they fall down the standings like we think, then yeah, you got to at least try to recoup some assets here. And if someone is willing to offer you near one-to-one value for Davis, I just don't see how you can take it or how you can't take it. So, Jim, what do you think? I, I am thinking the same thing. Um, for the most part, I, I don't know what Anthony Davis's value is here, right? The only situation that I could see where Davis could go to that would be interesting would be the Boston Celtics. I know that Robert Williams is, you know, also injury riddled, but you kind of need some insurance at that position as well, because when he's not playing, you're not really that top five defensive team that you were last year. And we see that. That's, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what to do with that scenario. I think I'm more leaning where JJ's leaning, where it's like, you gotta you gotta trade pieces around that and maybe hold on to Davis. I don't know if JJ was quite saying that, but hope he gets healthy enough for next year and build around him. And this doesn't exclude LeBron in this scenario because he's also getting older. Anyway, I, w- I wish John was part of this conversation because I'm sure he'd have some <laughs> words to say about what I'm saying right now. <laughs> Do you guys think that LeBron would be off the table, let's say, if the Lakers went on a an on downspin because of this injury? No, I don't think he's off. Well, yeah, I I do think he's off the table. He's off the table. He brings too much money to that arena. He is the, the superstar in the NBA, even though he's not, you know, playing at that level that we used to see. He's still that dude, right. though. From a basketball perspective, he should not be off the table because when you are a team that's not in the playoffs, unless you have a 20-year-old or 21-year-old bona fide future star, I don't think anyone should be off the table. Because if you're that bad and you don't have young talent, something's wrong, you need to change your dynamic. Right. From a business perspective, though, I agree. I, I just don't think you can trade the guy. And yeah. because of the money he generates, because of who he is, because of his legacy, you don't want to be the team that's known for trading that kind of talent. So yeah, yeah. And the only GM I can think of that could, that would actually do that is probably like Danny Ainge. Yeah, Danny Ainge would trade anybody. Uh, so I agree with you there, but I I don't think they would do it. But yeah, how can anyone? There's, I hate to say it, there's no keepers on the team. Like outside of if you go after the top two, everyone's interchangeable. So. Yeah, with LeBron, if he was purely basketball, I think he would be. But I agree. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he's on the table because of who he is. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what the Lakers um, have in store after this AD injury. But we're going to take a short little break with a word from our sponsor. The NBA season is heating up, and there are still so many unknowns. When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. 
Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Wow. Wow, indeed. We are going to now talk about the hottest teams in the NBA. Wow. And they're both in New York. It's Ooh. the New York Knicks and the <laughs> New York, or sorry, the Brooklyn Nets. And the Nets have won 10 of their last 11 and are now fourth in the East. The Knicks have won seven in a row and eight of 10, now placing sixth in the East. I'm going to ask this question first. Which of these two teams do you believe in the most? <laughs> 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 I, don't under, I don't understand why this question is so funny. <laughs> as well crazy as this is to say, because it's the team with Kyrie Irving. Yeah. To me, it's got to be Brooklyn, and it's got to be Brooklyn because they have one of the best four players on the planet on the team. And at the end of the day, you got to go with the talent, right? Yeah. You're not so, talking about Kyrie? Not even a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I do not rely on Kyrie anymore. I'm glad he's playing well. I hope that he stays healthy and plays the rest of the year, but I just, it's almost like a bonus. But Katie's on his game right now, man. He's 26 points in the third quarter last night against Detroit or two nights ago against Detroit. I mean, he's, he's playing like KD, man. If he stays healthy, then on any given night, they can beat anybody. So I have to look at them as the more legitimate contender just because the playoffs typically comes down to your best players playing better than the other team's best players. It's not about scheme at that point to a, to a certain extent, right? So, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Sammy yeah. and just to add some narratives to uh, the net kind of regular season drama. Did you guys read what Harden said about his former teammates saying that uh, you're calling me the quitter when the other guy on that team, the superstar on that team, requested a trade. Ooh, Ooh shots at not. Durant. But what I do like is that, hey man, you left the situation in Brooklyn, and KD and Kyrie are kind of proving everyone wrong, including me, myself. They're proving me wrong. I didn't know that they were gonna come out strong like this. I don't know if it's because of Steve Nash leaving. I don't know if it's because they're highly motivated, but. I'm just going to say, from what I see, it's because, surprise, surprise, Kyrie is playing in a consistent basis. Hmm, who would have thought they would be winning with <laughs> those superstars if he was playing? Just you mean saying. to tell me that playing builds chemistry and yeah. that leads to winning? That's so strange, man. Crazy. Wow. I'm gonna take. Hater. I'm going to take a little victory lap here. I know it's not, maybe a half lap. Because I did say that I believe that the Brooklyn Nets would actually make the playoffs. And I think on this panel, we had a lot of play-in or out-of-the-playoffs voting. And you know what? Kevin Durant, man. I want to yeah. tell you guys his averages for the last 10 games here, okay? He's scoring 32 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. And get this, his field goal percentage, 63%. His three-point percentage, over 50%. Absolutely ridiculous efficiency. If Kevin Durant continues on a tear like this, okay, does he have the proper narrative 
to win MVP if the Nets get maybe the top three seeds? Definitely. I mean, if they finish top three with all the drama and it's behind him, you got to put him up there. I think, honestly, the only thing that would legitimately hurt him is that he made the trade request and the people who vote for this are the press and the media and they, they'll remember it. Mm -hmm. And that, frankly, he's come off as not the most likable dude anymore, but hopefully they would not include that in their survey of his play because his play's been incredible. And if he drives that team to top three, top four, then he's got to be in the conversation at minimum, if not a top two or three candidate, don't, don't you guys think? I would say so. These numbers are insane. Yeah. I just want to say this, uh, the rematch between the Celtics and the Nets, which would be really cool to see, like, because Tatum's yeah. on the rise, Katie's ha has held that spot on the top, and the Celtics, they whooped on the Nets last season. But, yep. you know, the people that watch that game, they're going to say that the Celtics had more talent like all-around talent while the Nets had top-heavy talent. Some of the Nets fans, though, they're saying that it was Steve Nash's fault. KD's saying that. Kyrie's saying that. Yeah. Maybe, they'll, maybe they're going to prove that point right. Well, they, they sure are looking right right now, mm -hmm. at least. And we'll see how that plays out. But can someone explain to me the other side of the coin here? How are the Knicks winning these games? So... I don't want to simplify this too far, <laughs> but there is one major factor that's changed a lot in the last six or seven. RJ Barrett came around and he was struggling horribly at the start of this year. He was shooting, I want to say in the high 30s percentage wise, couldn't get his three ball going. No last five games, shooting right around 50% from the field, about 25, 26 points a game. Yeah. The rebounding numbers have been there five or six of the game. He's been actually distributing it somewhat well, like three, four assists a game. Just his whole game looks like it stepped up. It's like he figured out either how to play with Brunson. He, Randall and Brunson have figured each other out. But hopefully this is a stretch where he just kind of put things together because we know the talent is there. But it's kind of it's, it's definitely correlated as far as I can see, just based on the numbers on the page. He woke up and that team suddenly got a lot better. So hopefully he keeps it going because the talent is there. Yeah, what's really interesting too, Sammy and Jin, is that that lineup with Randall, Brunson, Robinson, Barrett, and Grimes, right now that's the second best lineup by net rating. So they're wow. third wow. in the league in offensive rating and defensive rating, you know, they need to work on, which is at 107, but to have the second best lineup by that net rating is pretty crazy. And I know Sammy touched on RJ Barrett, who now plays with the second unit, which has helped them propel into winning uh, with that winning streak at seven. But who would have thought, fellas, Brunson. Brunson is playing like an all-star. I know that when he did sign that contract with the Knicks, a lot of people were just saying, it's a lot of money for someone that isn't maybe worth that much, but He's kind of making that value worth it for the Knicks. And I'm going to say that the Mavs do miss him, right? Yeah, that definitely. shot creation yes. and that kind of like alleviate that that pressure off of um, Luka. 
But now this dude is just playing like a true point guard, like a mini Mark Jackson, I want to say. Yeah, absolutely. You you hit the nail on the head, JJ. Um, the Mavs definitely miss miss, uh, miss him a lot, but we're actually going to take it to the next topic here. We have to talk about what Dame Lillard said in recent days. This is a quote here. He said, obviously, I think Steph is the greatest ever, but af- but I think after him, I don't see why I'm not the clear cut. Cl- sorry, I'm, I don't see why I'm not clear cut in that decision. He's talking about being second to him. Not just by makes, but how I shoot it, how I make the tough ones all the time, how easy I shoot the ball. I'm looking forward to keep climbing the list so I could get up there to the top two, top three. I'm curious to see what people will say about me as a shooter at that point. And he says that he's the second best shooter in NBA history next to Steph Curry. Do you think Dame Lillard is accurate in a statement here? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I have so much respect for Dame's ability as a shot maker, especially for clutch shot making, but I, I can't. I don't know exactly where I'd slot him. I think I'd put him four, five, six, somewhere in that area. But to me, just from a pure shooter perspective, I think Ray Allen is number two on that list. Um, number three, I, I gotta go Larry Bird. I mean, and just to put it in perspective, I was looking at Bird's stats. Remember when he played, which was the bulk of the 80s, I'd say a good three-point shooter back then roughly was about 34-35%, give or take. Mm-hmm. In his last six years that he played consistently outside of one year, he was over 39-40% from deep every year. That was unheard of back then. So you can't compare the stats just straight up between the 80s and this generation because the game has evolved so much. So I think that plays into it. But Exactly. Yeah, so I mean, so much respect for Damon and what he's done, particularly, like I said, as a shot maker at the end of games, because not a lot of players can hit the, the shots that he does, especially with how tough they are. But two, I think, is a little high. I got him at four or five. What do you have, Jay? Dude, I know I'm going to come off as a hater, as uh, LeVar Ball would say. You are a hater. But if we're going off statistics, I, I know Damon's probably going to pull this out of his pocket, which is for any game to shoot up shoot above 10 plus attempts only him and Steph have shot over 40% which is insane but Sammy you, you hit the nail on the head on that one which is like the the game has totally changed like if Jordan played in today's era I don't think the three of us would argue that Jordan would work on his three point game definitely would you guys agree with that 100% yeah so, if someone, if an if an analytics person went up to Jordan and said you got to shoot more threes, he'd be like, all right, yeah, and just he, be hella good at it. He would just yeah. add it. Same with Kobe, like all the greats. Um, when I think of shooters, I know a lot of people are probably not gonna like this answer against Dame, but I love Reggie Miller's game. So what's the argument against Reggie Miller? Uh, never made an All NBA first or second team when Dame has made it to one first uh, All-NBA team and four second team All-NBAs, right? Um, Dame was considered MVP a few times, just considered, but you know, Reggie, never. Um, These are all things that people are gonna argue against Reggie Miller, but you know what Reggie Miller has over Dame? The shots when it counts, which is playoffs. I know people are gonna pull out the Dame shot at OKC, but hey man, Reggie Miller 
gave Jordan a headache and pushed that man to game seven. Yeah. Game absolutely. seven. So I don't know. I, I, you know, you guys know that uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Dame. I love his game. Um, you loved it. How about yeah? I love Dame. How about <laughs> I? Is it okay if I reserve my judgment till this dude actually retires? Yes. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm gonna say like Sammy, like maybe three or four. Larry Bird, Reggie, Ray Allen, even Clay. I know people may not like that too, but are we talking about pure shooter? Because if it's pure shooter, what? Pure shooter by definition, right? Like the stroke, the efficiency, the numbers. Clay got it on you, brother. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. I I 100% agree. The only thing that I'm going to say about Dame Lillard, where he's elite in shooting, is is clutch time. His he's got the clutch the clutch stats. He's up there, definitely. Another one though, which I think he might be even better than Steph Curry, is deep threes. So we're talking beyond 30 feet. And mm-hmm. there's stats out there where Steph Curry, I think this was last year, they totaled all of them together. He he shot that deep three at a 28.9% clip, but Dame Lillard shot it at a 33.7% clip, which is the highest ever. So, I mean, I'm going to give that to him. But greatest shooter of all time, second to Curry? I don't think so, man. I don't think so. But I will say this. At least he recognizes who's number one. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) But anyway, that's all we have for tonight's pod. I want to thank you two for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, man. Thank you, everyone. Happy uh, early Christmas. Sammy, thanks for being on, man. Thank you. Happy holidays to all. Enjoy the season with friends and family. And of course, shout out to our video producer, RJ, and shout out to John, who's missing from the pod today. Check out our YouTube channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All-NBA Podcast, and follow us on Twitter, at Clinic All-NBA. I'm Rosa Panta. This is The Clinic All-NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts.